Hi, I'm a liar. Bailey. And I'm Danny. And I've got a question for you. Yeah? Are they there yet? Maybe I'm still confused about the lying bit. <laughs> um, I think I said the <laughs> actually I know I said on the last episode that I had family living in North Dakota, and that is in fact false. Oh, <laughs> I told you, I told you, Tommy would get back to me. She did. Um, they where, where did you say they live? Um, hang on, let me scroll through my the text from Tommy. Tommy texts. Ba -ba -ba. Oh, yeah. No. Um, she said, good morning. This was at 6.33 a.m. Stop it. <laughs> Go back to sleep. I was awake because I had to be at work. But um, she did text me at 6.33 in the morning. She said, good morning, North Dakota. You're making it up. None of my family <laughs> lives there. They live in Nebraska and Minnesota. That's all. Have a good day. Love you. And I texted back. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like the same thing. Nebraska and Minnesota, same thing. Yeah. Nebraska, Minnesota, North Dakota, all the same. They're all in the same place. Speaking of, hi, we're in Ohio. And Ohio. I definitely, like, <laughs> I looked up, like, Ohio facts, because I'm doing the facts, right? And I saw where Ohio is. And, like, in my head, I was like, yeah, that's where Ohio is. But also, I was like, that doesn't feel right. Isn't that weird? You one? Yeah. Um, not a fact that I wrote down, but it has almost the same, like, length as it does height. Like this, this like geographical yeah, shape. Okay. So yeah, it's almost a square. Mood. Are you drunk, Bailey? I am drinking. I don't say I'm drunk, but I am drinking. <laughs> I love that for you. I get very flushed when I drink, so it's yeah. a it's a pretty big giveaway. I got no bevies, but that's okay. I'm drinking water because my OB said you need to be drinking a lot more water, bitch. And I said, no oh, fun. damn. I don't like that. This is a Smirnoff Ice Peach Lemonade. Ooh. I have now sampled all of the Smirnoff Ice Lemonades. And the Blue Raspberry is the best. Obviously. Pink, pink Lemonade's pretty good. This peach is fine. This pineapple, though, I already finished one. Pineapple's kind of gross. I'm not into it. Yeah. Blue raspberry is always the best. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ohio looks like or like feels like like the vibe of Ohio. Why are these dogs so loud? The vibe of Ohio is like not the east. It's like east, right? It's very Midwest, it but it is in the east. It's in the east. Like it. Like, undoubtedly, that's the east, my guy. Because it borders West Virginia. Mountain mama. Yes. Because um, that's why every time I was like, Ohio cryptids, they're like Mothman. And I was like, no, we can't do Mothman yet. Obviously not. We're waiting. And he will be mine. Must wait till West Virginia, <laughs> that's where he's from. I don't well, care yes. if he's been sighted in Ohio. I don't care where he's been sighted. His statue is in West Virginia. <laughs> it is. But yeah, um, it feels like it's more Easter. Maybe and then maybe that's because the the other O. I mean, not the other. There's other O's, but Oregon and Ohio feel like the similar vibes. I don't know why to me. Uh, but yeah, can you shut your mouth? Be well, nice yeah. to the babies. But he's not a baby. But there is a baby. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> 
I forgot what Julia named her. She's named her 500 different things. We're fostering a Milkshake. Kitten. Her name is Milkshake in my heart. That's what <laughs> I call that's her. What, that's what I remember you calling her. Yeah, that's what I call her. <laughs> uh, anytime I see her, I call her Milkshake. Her name, for all intents and purposes, is Milkshake to me. That's the uh, one I, I remember, so it's Milkshake. It's been Nyx, it's been Sage, and I think it's Clover now. I've heard that Homeboy? I've only heard Milkshake. Milkshake's the best one. She looks like a little milkshake. Zed, shut your trap. That's my sister's dog, so I can be mean to him because he's not mine. <laughs> um, Jamie wants a cat. I said this before we started recording. Jamie wants a cat. She wants it to be a Maine Coon and wants to call it Boggins. Interesting choice. I love Maine Coons. I mentioned this before the episode began because we are also we're house sitting pugs right now, and I think that pugs are like mm, a kind of a uh, an issue in society, <laughs> <laughs> much like other like severely overbred animals. Um, English bulldogs. Yes, there's a certain type of um, pit bull that's like really, really down to the ground and like stocky and bred for like being really stocky and it's the terrifying. Sta- it's not the Staffordshire, is it? I know American Staffy. What is it? What is it? Yes, you may let the dogs out. It's going to be noisy for a second. Let's just cut this. Ba- Bailey, cut this part out. Bailey, Bailey, please. <laughs> I won't. There's an ant on my plate. I'm just trying to eat my last hash brown, and there's an ant on my plate. I want ha- oh my god. I want hash browns. What the fuck? I made breakfast for dinner. Um, but yes. I had a sandwich. <laughs> it's not what I wanted. No, but I was going to DoorDash. I was going to DoorDash. I was willing to spend the money on DoorDash. And um, I go to check out, and they're like, hold up. You need to sign for your food. You don't no. get to do contactless delivery. And I said, never mind. Never, I'm, I'm just going to order. Never mind. I'm good, actually. Thank you. I think it's because I ordered last week. It was the first time I had ordered, like, DoorDash to this new place. And it's a duplex. And they delivered the food to the other side of the do- duplex. And I said, oh. I don't know them well enough to go over to their porch. So I just reported it missing and had it re-delivered. Um... So Bailey. <laughs> I don't know them well enough. <sighs> Still food off their porch. But yes, pugs are an abomination. Uh they're they're bad and wrong. <laughs> and everything about them's wrong. Um, so we were talking about cats. I don't understand. I love Maine Coons. I love large breed cats, like large mm-hmm. breed domestic cats. I think they're very cool and awesome. But in general, the like specified breeding of cats makes no sense to me. I like I there are any number of cats I could pick up off the road right now. There are lots of cats outside of my house. We have a feral cat yeah. issue. So why would I go and breed a like $2000 cat and pay for a $2000 cat that's going to have more like congenital issues than any cat I could pick up off the side of the road? <laughs> um we were just I sent her one the other day on Pet Finder. It was a little diluted calico mm. which is so fun i love diluted no a diluted tortoiseshell not calico a diluted tortoiseshell um who was part domestic long hair part maine coon that's better um named skipper 
Skipper. Hi, oh my Skipper. god, I want Skipper so bad, but Skipper's $120. That Skippy is skips. less than you, it could be. <laughs> it le- it's less than it could be. But for a <laughs> stray cat. Yeah, for for a side of the road fucking <laughs> dumpster I animal. Need, I think I paid 75 for Harley. I paid zero American dollar for my two cats because... They were dropped off at the vet clinic and someone said, we found these cats. Somebody needs to take care of them. And they fell on our arms. I guess we did technically pay for them because we paid for formula and like, you know, stuff to take care of them. Heating pads. See, Harley had already, I paid the 75 for Harley. That covered, you know, her first round of shots. It covered her being spayed. Yeah. So that's really what I was paying for when I like bought her. Um, Someone already doing that for me, but. Valid. My hand is so itchy, and there's no goddamn reason for that to be happening right now. I hate it. It's the palm, too. That's the worst, because you can't... Yeah. That skin is so tough. Oh, it'll never it'll never be scratched. It's an impossible mm-hmm. itch. Impossible. Uh, anyway, Ohio. <laughs> hey, welcome to Ohio. I've got Ohio facts. They're not that fun, but, you know. <laughs> um, Are they any better than North Dakota? Maybe a little. Eh. Ohio has 80,000 people in the Amish community. Second only to Pennsylvania, which, you know, I didn't think about, but that makes sense. Ohio seems like there's a lot of Amish there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, The official state bug is the ladybug, and the official state beverage, as we have mentioned before, is tomato juice. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Ew. You could have chosen milk like every uh, everyone else, but you wanted to Just be different. Go with milk. You wanted to be different, and you chose fucking V eight. <laughs> Stop it. Who drink? Who drinks that? You're wrong. You're wrong. No for one drinking drinks it. tomato juice. The only people I know that drink tomato juice drink it with some garnishes and vodka. <laughs> oh, ew. which I still hate. I still think that's wrong and bad. That's so gross. My husband, his favorite alcoholic beverage is a Bloody Mary. He's no, wrong for that. so wrong. He is wrong for that. Savory, it's, you should not drink savory foods. <laughs> it's tomato juice, normally like Tabasco, vodka. Yeah. There's normally a pickle in it. <laughs> Some <laughs> kind of pickled something or another. That's so like he so likes nasty. it. He likes it when there's pickled okra in there. That's one of his favorites. And then in Louisiana when they serve it, so they rim it with Tony's usually. Um like Cajun That's seasoning, Creole so seasoning. Louisiana. Yeah, it really is. So they'll rim it with Tony's and then it'll be ice, uh, the tomato juice, vodka, Louisiana hot sauce, because Louisiana. And then there'll be hot sauce. There will be fucking pickled green beans, okra, pickles, and like it's all it's like a it's like soup. It's vodka yeah. soup. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I, worked, I hate it. <laughs> when I worked at, I don't work anywhere. I can say it. I worked at Texas Roadhouse for a bit. But um, any time someone would order a Bloody Mary, I would have to go back to the kitchen and be like, "Can I get a pickle spear and bring it up to the bartender?" Because they didn't keep it at the bar. Because they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But Please, for, you shouldn't uh, be putting that in drinks. No, you shouldn't. No, you have to go get a pickle spear from the kitchen and be like, huh, I ordered a Bloody Mary. Here's your pickle for it. Oh, yeah. And there were, okay, so something I really hate, I was just thinking about martinis for some reason, because I was like, what other things have food in them? <laughs> and a lot of times martinis will have like two olives, like green olives. Oh, I never order like an actual martini. 
No. I was like, Who would? I'll do the flavored martinis that like aren't actual martinis. They're just like vodka and some sort of flavor. I've never tried any type of martini. But regardless, I digress. A lot of the times in the Louisiana homemade <laughs> Bloody Marys, it's all stuck on the straw like a skewer. Okay. Mm. All the weird fruits and veggies and shit. And there a lot of the times are at least two pimento olives. And I fucking hate pimento. <laughs> I don't like olives. Everything is wrong about this, is what I'm saying. Everything is wrong about it. Anyway, Ohio. Um, <laughs> Ohio has the only non-rectangular state flag. It's shaped like a triangle, triangular swallowtail. Allegedly. Okay. Gonna be honest, I saw that fact. I didn't look up a picture. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> but it's not a rectangle, I can tell you that much. Um, Why can't you just like do what everyone else is doing? Just conform just conform <laughs> just be normal conform. don't try to be different stop it anyway <laughs> there is one <laughs> national park in ohio i forgot how to look up how to say it chioga valley national park it's a national park it's relatively young added in 2000 and follows the old abandoned ohio and erie canal which I think huh. is very fun. I love a good national park. I didn't realize that this one was a national park, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, and it's got lots of state parks too. I didn't write that down as a fact, but like there's a fuck ton of state parks in Ohio as well. It's very like nature-y there, allegedly. Um, Cedar Point is the second oldest continuously running amusement park in the U.S. after Lake Compounds, Connecticut. Uh, it first opened in 1870 and has no less than 16 different roller coasters. Nice. And I swear to God, I know people like theater friends, like friends in theater that work at Cedar Point. It sounds very familiar. Hey, I don't know if you can see the video. I'm showing you the flag. Oh, so it's just got like a little chunk taken out of it. Yeah. So they just <laughs> messed it up. <laughs> looks like it has a bite taken out so the original flag seamstress just fucked it up a little bit and was like this is what i meant to do it i think it kind of comes to a point before it points <laughs> yeah <laughs> does it yeah that mm -hmm. yeah i don't think it's like rectangular before the tail yeah I mean, kind of it, yeah they should have just done it normal they should have just done it normal it would look fine normal whatever whatever I digress. Ohio is known for its aviation history. The Wright, Blother, br bl Wright brothers, who flew the first airplane, as you might know, were from Ohio, as was Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon, allegedly. <laughs> I know there's some discourse around who actually stepped out on the moon first. Oh, but I yeah. was not. There's some, moon discourse. there's some moon I... discourse, Bailey. There's also discourse on if the moon landing ever happened, but we're not a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> not yet. Um, not yet. We'll get there. Sorry, I'm facing my window. I normally have my back turned when we record, but I'm facing the window, and the, my, the front of my house faces like a trailhead. So I see dogs a lot, and I was looking at the dogs out the window. No, oh, I dog dogs. I love them. Uh, the famous inventor, Thomas Edison, was born in Milan, Ohio, but grew up in Michigan. Uh, yeah. When he returned to his birth house in 1923 at age 76, he was simply baffled 
to find out that it was still lit by candles. <laughs> <laughs> Which so I, think... I was can't we can't get with the, we all can't be with the times. Yeah, I think that's very fun that his very own birthplace uh, didn't get with his own invention. <laughs> and then my final fact is that seven U.S. presidents were born in Ohio. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, James Garfield, Benjamin Harrison, William McKinley, William H. Taft, and Warren G. Harding. Uh, another source said eight, but it didn't source what presidents it was, so I, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, no Ohioan president has ever been elected in the last 100 years. So moral of the story is lots of famous people are born in Ohio, but none stay there. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> they all leave, and that's okay. <sighs> Just like Edison. Yeah. But yeah, that's that on that. I guess we can get to the cryptids now. Spooky, scary cryptids. I wish... I could present more than what I'm about to like present to you because this one's pretty well known. Like yeah. when you like go for like crypt, you think uh, like Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster and Mothman and Chupacabra. Yeah. Like this is on that list normally. I've seen it several really? times. Yes, I have seen it several times. If, uh, I, if you're doing I what like, I think you're doing, I have seen it on a lot of lists that, of things that I was trying to look for for mine. Because <laughs> they were all on like, oh, hi, cryptids, And so I saw it a lot and I tried to avoid it because I knew that I wasn't doing it and I didn't want to do it. So that got really like robotic. I have no idea what you said. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that kind of glitched out. That's why I turned the camera off. Valid. Um. So yeah, Ohio. I'm assuming what you did. I never confirmed. I think I know what you're doing. We never actually confirmed, but we kind of confirmed. We kind of confirmed, and I'm assuming this is not going to overlap. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing just yet because you know you got to hold the suspense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to go to March 3rd, 1972 at 1am. Cool. That's late. Or early. Or early. You are. <laughs> well, we're considering this March 3rd, so it's early March 3rd. Okay, okay. Um, Loveland police officer Ray Shockey was making his patrol routes near, near Riverside Drive and the Little Miami River when an animal suddenly runs across the road. Um, startled, he slams on the brakes and swerves out of the way. Um, in doing so, his headlights hit the animal full on, giving Officer Shockey, pun intended, the shock of his life. Um, <laughs> there, fully illuminated in the night, was a frog. I love frogs. Of course, if this was just any frog, we wouldn't be here, would we? Um, so I'll tell you how this frog is different. Is it a big frog? Um, Officer Shockey reported a creature with leathery skin, bright eyes, and a tongue ready to catch a fly the size of a VW Beetle. Okay, it sounded like a frog up until you said VW Beetle. <laughs> or when I catch a fly that size. It's not that, like, it's just a really big frog. Yeah. It's just a large but, frog? 
He's kind of a big frog. I love that for him. Before he could get like a further look at the giant frog, though, it leaped over the guardrail and into the river below. I would too. Two weeks later, um, Officer Mark Matthews would give Shockey a give him do him a solid and make a report of his own, having seen the creature and give details and descriptions somewhat similar to the original. Mm. Um, so of course, Officer Shockey originally, like when he goes to report, he was like, "I saw a giant frog." And everyone was like, no, you didn't. Yes, and? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, um, big frog. Yeah, like a bullfrog? Like a, like just like, a big frog? Just a big frog. And he's like, no, dude, like VW beetle eating frog. <laughs> um, so Officer Matthews was in nearly the exact same area when he too saw the creature for himself. Officer Matthews is never one to turn down an opportunity. So when he happened upon the creature, he came at it guns blazing. Oh. <laughs> He shot it between the eyes and dragged oh its body into the patrol car. Stop it. No. Um, <laughs> he would eventually describe it as a large iguana, three to three to three and a half feet long. Um, he originally thought when he made his report, he, years later we'll do an interview. Um, he originally was confused by it and said it was this cryptid. Um because he didn't fully recognize it as an iguana because it didn't have a tail. Well, lizards, I wonder if iguanas can do that. Lizards lose their tails. I don't know. Um, Matthews, like I said, would later tell his story um, with the iguana saying that it either got loose or was released when it grew too large. But when he showed it to Shockey, um, Shockey confirmed that this was the animal he had seen two weeks prior. Hold on. Uh, an iguana can drop its tail as a defense mechanism. Probably like that other, makes sense. Like other lizards. So that's very important to note for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so is I it a frog so. or is it an iguana? <laughs> um, you know? I like frogs more. I, I don't know. So... So the sightings <laughs> yes. that I have like used as an open, it, it's not me shutting down the cryptid or exposing it as a hoax. Um, because while this sighting may have been a fluke, we aren't sure. Because I don't know what he did with the iguana afterwards. There's no. Of course, he lost the body somewhere, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it went. Um, not that it really matters if it really was just an iguana. Yeah. Someone just lost a pet. I feel bad. Oh. Just an iguana. Um, Every life is precious, Bailey. <laughs> uh, so that sighting may have been a fluke, but the reason Officer Shockey thought it was something else is because sightings of the Loveland Frogmen have been occurring since 1955 on the roads near the Little Miami River. Frogmen? Frogmen. Men frog? So we're going to talk about the first sightings. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what month. There's no like specific date. It just says 1955. A businessman or salesman named Robert um, is coming home, you know, at 3.30 in the morning. As one Uh, does. Business sometimes makes you do that, Bailey. Um, So he's driving. It's 3.30 in the morning. He's near the Little Miami River. Um, when he sees something on the side of the road, of course, where else would it be? Um, it's on the side of the road. 
he pulls his car to the curb and observes these creatures. So he saw three bipedal quasi reptilian entities congregating by the side what? of the road. <laughs> Hold <Yes>. on, excuse me? <laughs> three bipedal quasi reptilian entities and they were congregating by the side of the road. So now there's three of them. And they've got a church. um so robert was able to watch them for about three minutes before they disappeared he disappeared somebody disappeared he left (laughs) somebody left left. he left i'm seeing i'm remembering it now that he left i'll tell you why in just a second um he watched for about three minutes it was during the three minutes um that he noticed that they stood between three and four feet tall They were covered with a gray, leathery skin and had webbed hands and feet. Um, The most distinguishing characteristic was their distinctly frog-like heads, which the man claimed bore deep wrinkles where their hair should have been. Well, that's usually usually frogs don't have hair, so that's probably why. (laughs) They were kind of humanoid. They stood on two feet. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at these frogs. (laughs) They look very wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I see some in particular um, that have like little butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. So or abs. There's one with abs. I hate this. <laughs> the reason he laughed is because he said one of the creatures suddenly held what he could only describe as a wand above its head. Um, and he claimed that sparks came out of the end of it. And he said, fuck that, I'm leaving. They're frog wizards? They're this is getting better wizards. and better. <laughs> this is getting better and better, Bailey. Um, Officer Shockey would also say, so back to the 1972 sighting, um, Officer Shockey would also say that the creature was three to four feet in length. And it should be of note that after he reported the creature taking a dive off the bridge, um, they went back and kind of looked at the area um, and found evidence of scratch marks left behind on the guardrail where he would have jumped over. Okay, scary. <laughs> frogs don't usually have claws do they <laughs> no they don't so i don't really know what's going on there last time i checked last frog i held i pick up frogs a lot okay mainly toads uh, but if you're gonna pick up a frog make sure your hands are wet because their skin is sticky and you can rip it off with your human hands if they're dry so you can make sure your hands are wet if you're gonna hold a frog anyway last time i held a frog it didn't have any claws well no but i also don't think frogs have opposable thumbs to be able to hold wands you know so. what? You've got something going there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just wrong in general. These. Oh things. my god! No way! I I see a picture of exactly what you've described: the frog frog on two legs with a wand. <laughs> yeah, frog this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! They're frog um, witches. They're in a coven. That's why they were congregating. That's why they were congregating. Um. So. <laughs> The sighting happened in 1955. The story kind of like kind of explodes in like the Cincinnati, like Ohio area. Um, it's kind of like a local legend for a bit. Um, the 1972 sightings happen. It picks up a little bit of traction, but like ultimately dies down. It picked up again in 2016. 2016? Oh. That's not too long um, ago. No, not too long ago. Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend we're out i'm not quite sure what time it was it was dark so it was late um sam jacobs and his girlfriend 
were out. Some sources say Cincinnati, some say Loveland, so I'm not quite sure where they are, nor do I know. I didn't look to see how far apart they were. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really know where any of that is within yeah. the state of Ohio. I hardly know where Ohio is. <laughs> 2016, Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend are out playing Pokemon Go. No, they are not. <laughs> They're playing Pokemon Go. In the dark? Get home. The that's, dark. Why, that's why they stopped doing advertising that game. Because kids were out in the dark getting murdered trying to look for Pokemon. Um... Sam would say that um, they had to have been near the Little Miami. I would assume because that's the only place this creature has been seen. Um, they were near the river when all of a sudden he saw a frog. And he wants to clarify that it was not a frog in the game. It was a frog. It was a creature in person. It was not a Pokemon. It was not, it was not Squirtle. Squirtle's a turtle, <laughs> but regardless, it was a real, real life frog. So that's kind of it. Uh, he saw it. They took a video. I've seen the video. I have not seen. I think there have been edits of the video where the brightness is turned up. And the video I saw, I think it was a straight video. It kind of just looks like some glowing eyes. It's kind yeah. of it's dark. It's just the glowing eyes. I think some have turned the brightness up, and you kind of make out like the vague size of the creature. But I don't know. He said it was the Frogman. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. So, that's it. <laughs> I will say, looking at these pictures, that they look like shellless Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. One of the articles I read made that, like, what did they say? I don't remember which article it was, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of things on in front of me. I love that uh, there's one picture that I feel like, I know this is your creature, but I feel like this should be your picture. That you post on on the Instagram because it has everything. It says Loveland Frogman. It says bipedal bullfrog, iguana, Sam Jacobs, 2016 footage, Ray Shockey, uh, 1972 sighting sketch, Mr. Robert, uh, 1955 sighting, and it has the wand and everything. It's impeccable. Yeah. Um. This is from Charleston Terrors. This is a quote talking about Officer Shockey's, like, sighting. Yeah. Um, before he could ask the mutant amphibian if he knew any kung fu and was related to those funky sewer turtles in New York with a taste of pizza, <laughs> the creature climbed over the guardrail and jumped in the river. Mood. So. He said, wait, are you there, cousin? <laughs> Callow bummer, dude. Uh... There is, that. though, um, a yearly festival in his name. Of course there is, baby. <laughs> there not? always why is. Not? You have to have um, a festival. <laughs> if you're going to have a cryptid, you've got to have a festival. Yeah, so Sam's sighting says that um, they saw a giant frog near the lake, and it stood up and walked on two legs. So Usually frogs don't do that. Usually not. I've never seen a frog that does that. Apparently, there is a musical. What? <laughs> titled Hot Damn. It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Excuse me while I Google. <laughs> I just came across that one. Um, you can tell I really prepared very well. Hot for Damn. This it's the Loveland point. Frog. No. 
no no i hate everything about this oh my god they have a spotify playlist huh. <laughs> uh behind the curtain cincinnati a review hold on a bluegrass it's a bluegrass musical? comedy musical yeah <laughs> <laughs> that seems perfect it's very obvious that everyone involved with the production is having a blast, and that energy is infectious. The talented ensemble, which includes an all-star local cast, brings the quirky Loveland inhabitants to life under the direction of Michael Sherman and the music direction of Stephen Goers. It was sold out opening night. Each character oh. had a chance to shine. I love that for them. Okay, so here is the theater review. From Link N K Y. Mm -hmm. What's all that hooting and whooping and bluegrass going on at Art Academy? Hot damn, is the Loveland Frog is <laughs> what's going on. Smart, funny, um, amiable, and high energy, and completely happily unhinged as the Cincinnati Fringe interuses the facts of past sightings of the Loveland's famous frog to tell a musical tall tale. Um, the musical's conceit is that those few folks who admitted to having um, had first-hand encounters with the frog have been, let's say, damaged. It's elevated mightily by a terrific cast and band and Mike Sherman's inventive staging, which is inspired throughout. One of those folks, Peepaw, has gone missing. <laughs> His grandson, Luke, and Luke's girlfriend um, go in search of him along the Little Miami. You know, everything is going to turn out okay, at least for Peepaw, because he's our jolly narrator, enjoying his moonshine as he guides us through the action <laughs> set way back in the 90s. I love Peepaw. <laughs> um, what a day Luke and Darla, Darla's the girlfriend, Darla have. There's the canoe chase along the river with crazy moonshiners um, in pursuit and intent on murder, all played in front huh? of a video showing landmarks <laughs> like the Loveland Castle and the Tower Bridge. There's learning the legend of the frog from the last Miami Indian um, told with Balinese show puppets. Oh my, what is this? Excuse me? This is There's wild. So much going on. I, we need to go, we need to see a production of Hot Damn at the Loveland Frog. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's still in production anymore because I'm in I'm going to put on a show. <laughs> is this there is a the next show tutorial? <laughs> this is the next show I direct. <sighs> So yeah, hot damn! It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> it was a fun little adventure. Yeah, that's the the Loveland Frogman. Wow, wow! Mine's not nearly oh. as fun. <laughs> Mine's more educational, if anything. I hate that for us. So we love <laughs> a good Loveland gotta, Frog. Someone's got to do it. The Loveland Frog is a shad. He's pretty he shaddy. He's, he's shad. He doesn't really do much. He's just kind of there, drinking his beer, hanging out. You have Chad. something to say, Harley? Harley always has something to say. I put a collar on her and she's not happy. Oh, mood. Brief intermission. I need more water. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. This is where I probably should continue to talk, and I guess that's what I'm going to do. Um, to, you know, keep you guys entertained while Danny runs away. I probably won't cut this out. I'm going to talk just in case I don't cut it out. Uh, I should probably cut that out. Um, so, yeah. 
Oh no, did you have me unplugged? That's what it sounds like. There's an echo. I'm gonna keep talking. No, you weren't unplugged, but you were sitting like near my microphone, so that's probably why. Gotcha. I could there's an echo, so I kinda heard myself. What were you guys talking about? Not much. I kinda just burped <laughs> and moved on. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentle them, we finally made it. We could have talked about him in Connecticut. But I was on narcotics and couldn't do research, so we didn't do it. <laughs> uh, we could have talked about them in Michigan, but I chose the debatably more badass sea monster in Mishapishu. So our third and final opportunity to discuss these guys, I just couldn't pass it up. If you know what I'm referencing by now, you win a good old pat on the back by yourself. If not, you're going to have to wait a little longer because it's been a long time since I've been able to craft a good old spooky story. Strap in. <laughs> The following tale was recrafted by me, Danny Frick, from, from a thread of tweet-like entries, uh, like the way that it was for the story was formed on our slash no sleep. So it wasn't in story form originally. I put it in story form, and I kind of cut a bit out because the second half of it didn't relate to the cryptid at all. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a bit misty out here tonight. The little noises from the forest keep me from getting too bored. Are those crunching twigs from animals or mutated curse victims? Are the rustling leaves from asylum escapees wandering nearby? I don't know. And it's kind of thrilling. Hmm. I thought I saw movement from inside the woods. Maybe human-shaped shadows lurking in the trees? I was doing fine until that, but now I'm a little freaked out. What was that? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I need to run. Now. Out of nowhere, they lurch at me from the darkness behind the trees. I'm defenseless. They look just like the story said. Their skulls are huge and misshapen, and they have these dead eyes, and their skin is all clammy and gross-looking. I run as fast as I can from the feral creatures, but they seem to be gaining on me nonetheless. I don't want to die. Not like this. Hands grip onto my ankles, my shins, forearms, causing me to stop abruptly. There's nothing I can do to stop this. I give in to the creatures as they rip into my flesh. My vision goes black, and I'm gone. So yeah, there's a little tale. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little. You know what that reminds me of? Yeah. So I'm gonna go completely off topic, but it's yes. like on my mind. So if I don't say it, it's not. Oh yes. Mm. Um, do you have to read um, Lord of the Flies? Yes, and absolutely. Like, was that seventh grade? Uh, yes, yeah, six or seven. It was middle school. Six or seven. I think it was seventh. Because it was like, I think it was first year of junior high. Um, we had to read Lord of the Flies. And like, there's always like a project you have to do with it. And I remember the the teacher that I had wanted us to like, pick a character at the beginning. And for every chapter, write a journal entry. Um, I think we did journal entries of some sort too. Like a diary entry for that character. I might get this wrong. I... I'm almost positive I chose Simon mm -hmm. as the guy's name. I chose Simon. Well, Simon dies like a third of the way through the book. Oh, rip. Or two thirds of the way through the book. And so my last journal entry is Simon. <laughs> I wrote what it felt like to be like ripped apart by the water because I think he's like tossed over a cliff and like drowns. So that's what your story reminds me of. <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> the almost entire end part was just me. Um, because yeah, the original story went off the the track and started talking about like being chased by a like a static faced stranger it was i mean it was good it was crazy 
Ooh, I don't like that. But yeah, I, I stopped it where I stopped it because that's irrelevant. Uh, there's a lot of conflict on these cryptids and whether or not they do, in fact, eat human flesh. But we'll talk about that in our convo later on on the melon heads. Welcome to the melon heads. <laughs> Finally. There's a lot to these. We, this could have been a whole episode on its own. Yeah, I I had to, I've abbreviated quite a bit. So, okay. So as their name suggests, the melon heads are known for big ol' heads. Mm. <laughs> They are unlike a lot of other cryptids in the fact that they are commonly accepted to be human. They are human, okay? So a lot of people say that these aren't even cryptids. But they, so they are bipedal and generally humanoid, save for their emaciated bodies and giant heads. But obviously they're not your average human. Big head, little body, what happened to them? Okay, I mean, I know, but you can tell the audience. There's, okay, that there's a lot of origin stories for these guys. So that's where these come in. Uh, I'm going to tell you some abbreviated versions of the, so I said there are three states that these guys are from, Michigan, Connecticut, and Ohio. I'm going to tell you the- own origin. Yes, I'm going to tell you the abbreviated versions of the first two, and then we'll actually get into Ohio. Since that's where we are, I feel like that's more prevalent for this current episode of the podcast. <laughs> Makes so, sense. In Michigan, they are said to reside around Felt Mansion, although they have also been reportedly seen in southern forested areas of Ottawa County. An abridged version of their story is that they were originally children with hydrocephalus who lived at the Junction, Junction Fuck Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. After enduring physical and emotional abuse, they became feral mutants who were released into the forest and the surrounding the asylum. Uh, the Allegan County Historical Society asserts that the asylum never existed, although it was at one point a prison. Well, so that's their little story. You'll see a lot of similar similarities in each story. So okay. Connecticut, there are two main stories. Okay. The first says that in Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned down in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of all of the staff and most of the patients with 10 to 20 inmates unaccounted for, supposedly having a survived and escaped into the woods. It said that the Melonhead's appearance is a result of them having resorted to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and due to inbreeding, which turned to cause them to develop hydrocephalus. Mm -hmm. The second variation states that the Melonheads were descendants of a colonial era family from Shelton Trumbull, who were banished after, their, uh, after accusations of witchcraft were made against them, causing them to retreat into the woods. As with the first legend, this variation attributes their appearance of the Millenheads to inbreeding. Yeah. So, now for Ohio. Okay. And this is one, I've actually heard, I think, this story more in depth more anyway. I feel like this is more accepted than a lot of other stories. Uh, so, the Millenheads were originally abandoned children that a scientist by the name of Dr. Crow decided to take care of at his facility in Kirtland, Ohio. So he was going to take them in, little orphans. He was going to take them in and love them. Jesus Christ. What was that? <laughs> oh, um, that stray cat I sent you a picture of just jumped yes. up on the window. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And scared the shit out of you? <laughs> yes. Because Harley's a menace with the blinds, so I have them like not all the way pulled down. 
Mm-hmm. There's like a foot left. <sighs> and then a scary, creepy man popped into your window. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The, the, um, my computer's kind of covering the window, so I have to like lean around to look at it. Oh my God, dude. Stop <laughs> it. Go away. Best friends. He's got a collar, so someone owns him. Yes. Well, I was just thinking the fridge was making noises, like clicking noises, which is like typical for a fridge, but I don't know why. And then suddenly there's a bang on the window. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Horrifying. Thank you. Uh, While the children stayed at the facility, Dr. Crow performed torturous experiments on them. So he wasn't just taking care of them. He was doing shit to him. Uh, what got them the name Melonheads... Quit looking at me. Go <laughs> away. <laughs> he's just going to stare at you for the rest of the episode. He is. He's just I hanging out. Away. He's kind of creepy now. Because it's dark. Well, yeah, everything's a little bit creepier when it's dark. <laughs> at least a little bit. You know, it's said that the Melonheads only come out at night. Allegedly. They live, they're not local here. And I live in a pretty <laughs> urban true. area. So. But you could see an Ozark Howler. That could be the, I think you found the Ozark Howler. It's a stray cat. For for those who, um, maybe confused. Yeah. Uh, was it, I think it was yesterday I came home and noticed there was a cat a on the windowsill, which is like the window that Harley used to hang out in. Like a stray orange. She's an orange Two cat. lovers forbidden um, from one <laughs> And I thought it was just funny. I have not seen him all day. And all of a sudden he thought it'd be a good idea to appear at nine o'clock at night. He's in love. <laughs> Scare the Leave shit him be. He has a collar. He belongs to somebody. We have agreed on that. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's a friend. I won't settle. I'm not going to sleep tonight. But yeah, so what got them the name Melonheads <laughs> was when Dr. Crow would inject chemicals into their brains, which caused their craniums to grow grotesquely. Um, because of the abnormal growth, they developed hydrocephalus, which caused them to become mentally ill. Some accounts say that the children had already had hydrocephalus and his experiments caused their condition to worsen. So it didn't cause the condition, it caused it to worsen. Um, eventually, the legend continues that the children killed Crow burned the orphanage, and retreated to the surrounding forest and supposedly fed on babies. Uh, legend holds that the Melonheads may be sighted along w- w- Wisner, Wisner Road in Kirtland and Car- Chardon, Chardon Township. Um, the Melonhead legend has been popularized on the internet, particularly on websites like Creepy Cleveland and Dead Ohio, where users offered their own versions of the story. A movie, Legend of the Melonheads, was released in 2010 based on the Ohio legend and various other legends in the Kirtland area. And in 2018, there was a horror anthology movie, The Field Guide to Evil, featuring eight stories from cultures around the world. Uh, the contribution from the USA is a rendition of the Melonheads, where a man's son is taken into the woods and turned into a Melonhead. I feel like I should go let him in. Aw, hang out. Wait, I, but you they, don't know him. I don't I don't know him. And Harley doesn't seem to like him, so Oh. Well Harley doesn't seem to like much of anyone. Uh uh-uh. uh. But yeah. He just keeps he's just hanging out. He jumped he's off just and a friend. came back. He's just a friend, Bailey. Leave him be. Give him some cat treats. Oh, you don't know if he has allergies. Don't give him any cat treats. <laughs> he won't go away because I think he's noticed Harley. He's in love. <laughs> so now we know where the melon heads came from, allegedly. <laughs> 
So we're going to listen to some Ohio natives tell their accounts of the melon heads now. Two accounts. There are lots more, but I just chose these two. My name is Tony, and I recently had experience with the melon heads. It was on October 5th, 2001. My stepfather, mom, stepbrother, and me were driving downtown. Wow, that's a word that I didn't look up how to read either. Chilocotha Road. Maybe misspelled. Okay, well, then that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> in Chadron. Uh-huh. Chardon. Um, we had been driving up and down roads in the same area for almost an hour with no luck. We were just about to go home when we came up on this stretch of road that has fields on both sides and an irrigation ditch running uh, parallel to each side of the road. Just then, I look out my window and I saw him. A melon head. He, or it, was running along next to the ditch. Since the ditch was too wide to jump over, it was coming close, like it was about to jump, and then pulling away. At the time, we were going about 45 to 50 miles per hour. The melon head was actually keeping up with us. It didn't look anything like I had heard in the stories. He looked about the same height as me, 5'7", was wearing brown pants, which were very ripped up in the, uh, where the seams would be. It was all over, hopping... Hopping the reds... What? Oh, sorry. They misspelled the word. <laughs> there were red stains all over it, hoping that the red stains weren't blood. Uh, and its head was very li- had a very light brown tint. It had two holes in the side of its head, which I think were ears, and its head was all swelled up, and the eyes were very big looking. Just as we turned the curve, it jumped into the woods. That's my story of the melon heads. Okay. So yeah, adult melon head, whereas most stories are children. Ugh, acid reflux. Okay. Uh, at Wycliffe High School in the mid-60s, we heard a different version of the Melonhead story. Some kids were driving around one day and saw a Melonhead watching them from the side of the country road. They stopped and the Melonhead ran into the woods. They followed deep into the woods and came across an old farmhouse. On the porch sat a middle-aged couple and several Melonheads. The kids asked what was going on, and the man explained that there had been a nuclear scientist during World War II. After the war, he married... He had been... Sorry. He was the nuclear scientist. Uh, after the war, he married, but the exposure to the radiation caused all of his children to be born as melonheads. The government gave him a lot of money to keep quiet and bought his secluded farmhouse where he, they could live out their lives, keeping away from prying eyes. He asked the kids to tell no one what they had seen and never to return. Someone told this story at a party in the summer of 1964. Someone else thought they knew where the melonheads had lived, so they all crammed in the cars and headed to find them. We got stopped by police in Waite Hill. When they found out where we were going, they gave us a stern lecture that there were no such things and that we should tell all our friends that there were no things as melonheads. We were taken to the police station and where we had to call our parents to come and get us. We all agreed that police seemed so intense trying to convince us that there were no melonheads that there had to be melonheads. If not, why were the police so upset that we were looking for them? That was by Paul. First name, Paul. (laughs) I assume first name. I don't know. So yeah. Uh, there's lots and lots more about melon heads, but that would take forever to talk about. What I'm interested in talking about is hydrocephalus. What's that, you may ask? <laughs> I'm glad you asked since it was mentioned in literally every single origin story of the melon heads, and we haven't talked about it yet. According to the American Association of Neurological Surgeons, hydrocephalus is a condition which, in which excess cerebrospinal fluid, CSF, builds up within the fluid-containing cavities or ventricles of the brain. The term hydrocephalus is derived from the Greek words hydro, meaning water, and cephalus, meaning the head. Um, Although it translates to water on the brain, the word actually refers to the buildup of cerebrospinal fluid. 
a clear mm -hmm. organic liquid that surrounds uh, the brain and spinal cord. CSF is a constant circulation within the ventricles of the brain and serves many crucial functions. One, it acts as a shock absorber for the brain and spinal cord, which is the one function I've always heard about, you know, brain fluid, that's CSF, brain fluid. Uh, I've always heard, you know, why is it all liquidy in there so that your brain doesn't bonk around, you know? Uh, it acts as a vehicle for delivering nutrients to the brain and removing waste from it. Uh, it flows between the cranium and spine to regulate changes in pressure. So that's all fine and dandy. Um, but what about when when that flow is disrupted? What about if there's too much brain juice, Bailey? Well, fun fact about the skull, the skull is really hard. <laughs> yes. The skull, like, the skull is just, like, how it's going to be, you know? Like, it's just, like, once it's formed, it's, like, formed, okay? Uh, so pressure building up in the brain, not really ideal because it literally has nowhere to go, okay? Yeah. So if things are building up in there, they're not, like, coming out. They're, like, squishing, okay? So this causes yes. really dangerous pressure on the brain tissues that are confined within the skull, and it causes all sorts of brain damage, neurological issues, you name it. It can cause all sorts of things. Um, quote, again, from the American Society of whatever the fuck, hydrocephalus <laughs> can occur at any age, but it is most common in infants and adults age 60 and older. According to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, hydrocephalus is believed to affect approximately one in uh, one to two in every 1,000 children born in the U.S. The majority of these cases are often diagnosed before birth, at the time of delivery, or in early childhood. Yes. So there are six ways that the condition is known to come about. We're going to focus on two of them for the sake of this conversation. The first one is congenital hydrocephalus. It is present at birth and may be caused by events that occur during fetal development as a result of genetic abnormalities. So that's, you know, you're born with it because you're born with it. <laughs> it mm -hmm. Something happened in the womb or, you know, it, it's just, it's there. Um, and then the second one is acquired hydrocephalus. And it's a type of hydrocephalus that develops at birth or in adulthood and is typically caused by injury or disease. This is where I find it obligatory to mention that my dearest husband, Nathan, has acquired hydrocephalus. <laughs> uh -huh. Which is why I like th this stuff all makes sense to me because he's explained it to me in person before I did any research on it. <laughs> so he was born premature and had a brain hemorrhage due to a super traumatic birth. Um, he was born two months in pr premature, I believe. And uh, they believe that it was due to this, like, hemorrhaging that he acquired hydrocephalus. So it's brain trauma that caused hydrocephalus. Um, he had a shunt placed when he was six weeks old, which is more or less a device that helps your body regulate the flow of the spinal, the cerebral spinal fluid in your head. Yes. So, yeah. So he is alive and well, and he has had, I think, three or four shunt revisions, which is where the shunt just stops <laughs> and they have to go in and jiggle things around or cut things out and whatever. And uh, then you have to like relearn how to walk and shit. <laughs> it's pretty traumatic. Um, but yeah, so all this to say, we're back to melon heads now. Can this actually happen with hydrocephalus? Like, does any of this make sense with the, the illness that they are like slapping on all these cryptids, right? Mm -hmm. does, 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 why why are they doing that does that make any sense at all it kind of does <laughs> this is where my notes stop and i'm just going to start talking in my the thoughts that are in my head but i know what i'm thinking um so <laughs> so uh on the note of like it's usually so usually these days 
if you have hydrocephalus, they're going to find it pretty quick. The symptoms are, are, are pretty severe and they're going to figure it out like that. But say if, for example, you were born in the woods or some shit <laughs> in like a community in the woods where there was a lot of congenital, like maybe a community where there was a lot of congenital hydrocephalus and they didn't realize that that's what it was. Uh-huh. If you have hydrocephalus as a child, your skull is not formed yet. So the swelling of the brain and the, the fluid within your brain, like skull, could push those plates that are not formed yet out and cause a melon-shaped head. Okay, so that's possible, first of all. There's a lot of things that can deform babies' heads. They're yes. very soft. You could sleep, make them sleep on the same side for too long and they'll get flat. <laughs> Yeah. I said her name again. Bailey. <laughs> Damn. 56. 56. Where is it? 56. Baby name. Okay. I'm going to stop doing that. My sweet, sweet baby has a flat spot. <laughs> Just a little one. Just a little flat spot. And it's because she really hated tummy time. Like She was not big on the, on the tummy time situation. But I tried my best. So it's not flat, flat. Just a little spot. Okay. And you can't really tell because she has hair now, so it's whatever. But anyway, yeah, so kids' heads, babies' heads, uh, even up to, like, two, three even, they're still, like, fully forming that skull. So Babies are weird. They are super weird. They're not, they don't come out full. <laughs> no, they don't. Babies don't have kneecaps. They don't have kneecaps. They don't. Babies I, don't have kneecaps. I, I frequently touch my child's knees. <laughs> just There's a to bone feel it. that hardens as they get older. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's, that's so that's weird. Creepy. Honestly, it's creepy. Um, how do bones how? grow? That's wrong. <laughs> bones are already supposed to be there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so I had to look something else up. Um, <laughs> because it was important to my train of thought. Um, so the likelihood that there was an adult, the story of like the adult melon head running around, if this is all caused by hydrocephalus, uh, the fact that there was an adult melon head running around, very unlikely. Uh, the fact that they're usually children tracks approximately 50% of affected patients untreated will die before the age of three and about 80% past that will die before they reach adulthood untreated. Um, the treatment obviously markedly improves the outcome, hydrocephalus. Uh, so like 89 to 95% survival rate. Is he still there, Perhaps. Harley? Is he not Your leaving? best friend? Your absolute best friend in the whole world? Your, your he jumped boyfriend? Down. I think he's hanging out on like the porch in front of As my he door. should. But yeah, so what else was there? Oh, um, causing, causing them to like go feral and shit. Also... Not entirely impossible with completely untreated because, again, brains crazy. <coughs> oh, I almost threw up. That was gross. Um, <coughs> hold on. <coughs> Please don't throw up on you know, when you're you know, when your burp isn't just a burp, mm. that's what just happened to me acid reflux. Um, but anyway, a little piece of my fake bacon that I ate for dinner came up, and that's really I can't gross. let you in, dude. <laughs> let so him sorry. in. He won't go away. I love him. 
But yes, uh, brains are weird. And like, if you press on one part of the brain a little too hard, your whole like personality is changed. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. So that's not entirely unlikely either with completely untreated hydrocephalus there. That is to say, I do not love the way that the stories of melon heads paint the condition of hydrocephalus because the way that these stories paint it, it's kind of like this condition known as hydrocephalus that like fucked these kids up <laughs> and made them turn into flesh eating monsters. You know, like it's not, it's not that serious, dude. I like, it's a very serious illness. It's super serious disease, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, my husband has it. So like, obviously it has affected my personal life. It hasn't quite affected it yet. He gets migraines every so often because brains and eventually it's usually for him it's usually been every five to six years that he's needed a shunt revision we're coming up on that i told him that he's not allowed to go into the hospital ever so we'll see how that goes (laughs) but eventually that will also impact my life is that he'll probably have to go in for brain surgery at some point and be in the hospital for a couple months you know because brain surgery is pretty serious believe it or not uh (laughs) so but yeah, I don't love the way that some of these cryptid tales will like paint certain disabilities. It's like, why'd mm-hmm. you do it like that? <laughs> why'd you have to say it that way? That's kind of rude. Um, because like, and Nathan, that's my husband, if you if you didn't catch on yet, his case of hydrocephalus is like kind of a miracle. Um, it's kind of like the same thing as me with my disabilities is that like most people with hydrocephalus, most people with my disabilities, you can cut it's not necessarily an invisible disability they have like physical implications to their disability yeah. um, a lot of the times and that really sucks <laughs> and so actually in nathan's case he's pretty unaffected by it as a whole until he has to go in for brain surgery <laughs> mm-hmm. and then that's pretty affected deeply but he he always is kind of just like eh, it's whatever i wouldn't really consider it a disability because <laughs> he's like you're yeah. affected by yours more day to day than i am like yeah mine's my brain but like you have chronic pain (laughs) yeah which is valid because he doesn't even have like the migraines that a lot of other people with hydrocephalus have he gets a like a headache every other week not even like a migraine he usually only gets migraines when he has a shunt malfunction and the pressure in his brain grows too hard too hard too much Mm -hmm. um there's also a thing fun fact this is just like another science fact for you so there's a thing called slit ventricle syndrome something that Nathan has. Um, so in people like it, it's very interesting to see that in a case of hydrocephalus, because in with, with people with hydrocephalus, uh, you can't really, you, the way that you tell that they're having a shunt malfunction, like the first way besides symptoms is you do a CAT scan and their ventricles will be swollen because of the built up pressure. Yeah. Well, Nathan's ventricles and those with slint ventricle syndrome, their ventricles are slit so they don't hold like a normal ventricle so when you do a cat scan they look completely normal yeah so it took like quite a quite a while for them to his first shunt malfunction to realize that it was a shunt malfunction at all um i think his first one like his first revision was when he was six five or six and he, yeah. he, he was having a malfunction for like two and a half three years before that and that that means like 
chronic migraines, vomiting, stomach issues, because the way that the shunt goes, his shunt at least goes into his stomach and empties the spinal fluid into his stomach area, which is very interesting to me. But yeah. So yeah. Stomach acid will destroy everything. Literally. (laughs) So just, that makes sense. Just put it in there. He'll be fine. (laughs) My cat eats poisonous spiders. That's fine. The stomach acid will fix it before. It'll just, yeah. It'll just, as long as they don't bite her on the way down. Nah. That'd be good. But yeah, that's the melon heads, um, which are debatably children with undiagnosed hydrocephalus or completely different, like, actual cryptids. But in every case that you see, it's it's pretty much just humans with big heads. So probably undiagnosed sad. hydrocephalus, which makes it a lot sadder than just being a cryptid. To be yeah. honest. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think that they're like flesh eating monsters. I just think that they're like unfortunate people. <laughs> and I don't I don't necessarily think that they're like around today. I think that there might have been a population of like people who happened to maybe have like congenital hydrocephalus that ran in like their group. And maybe people saw them at some point and were like, ah, scary. Mm-hmm. You look different than me. You must be bad. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that they're probably not hanging out and they're probably not eating flesh. I just liked my little story at the beginning because I like to scare people, but mm, they're probably, they're probably chill. They're, they're just little guys. And the frog man seems impeccable. I would like to meet him. Mm-hmm. Loveland frog man, guys. I want to go hang out with him. <laughs> so I just wanted to like, you know, compare, um, the Appalachian region runs through the southeastern yes. part of Ohio, and it would make a lot of sense for it just to be, like, an unfortunate family of, like, remote inbreeding. We see a lot yeah. of, like, un- it's, it's unfortunate. Um, I don't think it happens as much, but these, like, very remote, deep Appalachia families start inbreeding. Like, um... Again, I don't think they're around anymore. Um, there was a family that was like blue because there was what? one. Yes, they like they were blue because skin disorder, blood disorder, one of the two or both kind of combined um, and they inbred. So like the whole generation of them were blue. That's crazy. So well, like and was, I did. And they were Appalachia family. That was an Appalachia yeah. family. I did see a very small blurb on one of my sources that mentioned a native group that possibly had like heads that were differently shaped, like possibly a tribe or a a group of peoples. And I mean, Mm. that does happen because there are, there are certain, um, I don't want to get this wrong and be offensive. There are certain groups in Africa, I believe that their heads are like more oblong and that's just like the way it is. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so it does, it does. What I'm saying here is it does happen. So it wouldn't be crazy if there was like a native group of people or just a group of people who had a little bit bigger head <laughs> yes. and people were like, whoa, melon heads. Cause people are mean. Yeah. So yeah, that's that on that. Nice. You nice. can go to Ohio. I mean, I wouldn't, but you can go. I mean, like, yeah, again, it's not based on a, do I want to go? 
Because I don't. <laughs> it's based on a you could and not get hurt, probably. I don't but know. That's also, that's it's it's been a while. So I think it's been a while since we've covered a state that I like. Want to go to. Want to go to. <laughs> yes, correct. True. Yeah, no. Ohio is not really my. And then what's the next one? Oklahoma? I've been there. I don't like it very much. It's still the South. There, so I'm good. I was there a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Or I drove through it a couple weeks ago. It's like fine. It's alright. <laughs> There's nothing there. It's just the same as every other southern state. <laughs> so, whatever. The roads are weird. The roads are weird. I have. I think I've only actually been there. Been there like twice. Oh, I was. I was just. I was driving, so I noticed it. It was kind of just like I don't. Know, it was weird. I didn't like it. <laughs> Most of it was on, I want to say, I know it's not an interstate. I think it's like Highway 69. That's all I remember. Uh-huh. 69. <laughs> Is that why you remember it, Bailey? That's why I remember it. <laughs> we were also on it for like 100 miles, I feel like. Valid. I think we got there. And she's like, take this exit. Now stay on this highway for 120 miles. I love when they do that. <laughs> and they're like, stay this way for 300 miles. And you're like, oh, all right. Cool, cool. All right. Oh, and then we get to a part where she's like, continue. And it's just straight. And then she's like, continue this for 30 miles. And you're like, I just... hate when this bitch does that. We didn't even exit. We just continued driving. I really hate when there's like an arrow and it says, continue straight. And I'm like, you you scared me for nothing. I thought I was about to miss an exit. But no, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. Just as I was. Thank you very much for the input. <laughs> as I was. We know it's not the same. As, as it was. <laughs> I. <laughs> so. This is completely unrelated to the episode. I'm just going to talk now. Okay. You know what? I'll, we'll talk in a second. We should probably end the episode. Yeah, probably. It is an hour already. Um, yeah, so go go to Ohio. Ohio um, hello? Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is, like, fine. Uh, if you want to be president, Ohio. you probably shouldn't go to Ohio because it seems like they don't really have a good track record for that anymore. Um, or you should be born in Ohio, rather. You could, you could probably go and it'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to go that's okay but if you do want to go you're weird uh but you probably won't get hurt by any cryptids and you might be able to go no. see hot damn <laughs> <laughs> the loveland frog the loveland frog yeah so, that was ohio yeah, that's ohio um the melon heads i don't think i can classify as brad shad or chad but if i could it would probably be closer to a shad than anything else hmm but they're just kind of like people, so <laughs> it feels weird to classify them. But the frog is for sure a shad. Big shad energy. Yeah. Um, you can go onto our socials and remind us to be active, because it's been a month since I've posted. Yeah. I'm busy. But we it's do have lot. them. We try, sometimes unsuccessfully, to... Mood post photos of the cryptids we're talking about on our Instagram so you can see and follow along as to like what we're looking at when we talk about them. ATT Podcast. 
We have an, an inactive Twitter, ATTY Podcast. Yeah. We also have an inactive TikTok. Um, ATTY Podcast. We also have uh, an email that you could send emails to. It's inactive, not by choice. <laughs> ATTY Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us even even deeper than this support that you're giving us right now by listening to this wonderful episode. <laughs> we have a Patreon. We do. You can join for a dollar a month, y'all. Just one measly dollar? I even have that and I'm broke. Um, Patreon.com slash H-T-T-Y podcast. Woo! I think that's that. I think that's that. I have been Danny. And I, this time, have been Daily. This time? What about other times? Uh I'm, I'm normally <laughs> Bailey. Bye. Bye. Oh, did I? <laughs> it's just so-